0: And he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scriptures, that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting there with the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, "'Woman, why are you weeping?' Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, "Rabuni," which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and she told them that Jesus had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen Alleluia. Artificial intelligence. You've heard of it, right? Seems like there's been a lot of hubbub lately about the dangers of AI. Elon Musk and others have called for a pause to AI, citing profound risks to society. Professors and teachers are concerned about the influence of chatbots on their students' research papers. And pastors, we've been cautioned not to succumb to the lure of a robot writing our sermons, <laughs> especially our Easter sermons. Now that was all the temptation that I needed. (laughs) So I started playing around with chatbot just for fun. Side note, this sermon was not actually written by a robot. (laughs) Now I asked for this robot to rewrite the Easter story from the Gospel of John as a limerick in Hamilton style (laughs) and as Dr. Seuss. Well, you're in luck because Dr. Seuss was my favorite. Early on a Sunday when the sun was not high, a woman named Mary with a tear in her eye went to the tomb where Jesus did rest, but to her surprise, it was not like the rest. The stone was rolled away, oh me, oh my. Where has he gone, please tell me why. She ran to Peter and John in a rush to share the news, her heart a flutter, a hush. Peter and John, with hearts so bold, ran to the tomb as fast as they could hold. They looked inside, and what did they see? The linen clothes lying, but no body. They scratched their heads, perplexed and confused. What could this mean? They were bemused. They went back home, pondering away, while Mary stayed near the tomb to pray. And then a voice so sweet and dear made Mary turn without any fear. It was Jesus himself, alive and well, but Mary didn't know, as the tale will tell. Then Jesus said, Mary, with love so true, her eyes were opened and she finally knew. My teacher, my Lord, she exclaimed with delight as Jesus revealed himself in the morn light. So Mary went with news so grand to the disciples, a joyous band. Christ is risen, she cried with delight. Alive and well in glorious sight. And so the tale of Easter morn, Of Jesus risen, a hope reborn, In Dr. Seuss style with rhymes so bright, Proclaims the truth of eternal light. Now all of that took less than 20 seconds to produce. It's no wonder uh, pastors want to have the chatbot write their sermons. You see, using AI in this way is not dangerous, but it's fun and playful. Now imagine if the writers of the Gospels had had the benefit of a chatbot to write the stories of Jesus' life and death and resurrection. How many more details we'd have if only they had to speak into their iPhone and retell the stories from their firsthand experience. Instead, we read the accounts of Jesus' resurrection that were written several years after it happened. The stories were shared orally, told from one believer to another, passed on from one generation to the next. And when the stories are shared orally in a rhythmic poem, it may be easier to memorize. But instead, the stories were shared with passion, with heart and soul, that no robot could ever provide. In John's telling of the story, we have Mary Magdalene and the disciples all reaching the tomb at different times, peering inside, seeing different things, peering into the tomb again, coming to different conclusions, and ending up in different locations, and then being surprised by what they learn. For John, the gospel writer, seeing something is the ultimate in truly understanding it. For Mary to declare that she had seen the Lord means that she now fundamentally understands who Jesus is and what he is about. These first witnesses to the resurrection encountered something totally unprecedented, and they left with nothing but their very real, not artificial, emotions. It is Mary Magdalene who stands by the tomb in her grief, who is too timid or maybe too respectful to go inside like they did. She is the one who first begins to understand what God has done. It is Mary Magdalene whose honest response of sorrow honors all of our grief at the death of, the one, of what death has done to us. Mary is with all those who have ever stood at the graveside weeping, who have struggled to carry on like normal after the death of a loved one, or who have felt isolated by their grief. Yet loneliness and despair are not how Mary's story ends. Easter puts a new ending on the grief that we bear, the sorrow that we carry through us throughout all of our life. As she stands there, she is approached by Jesus himself and she only recognizes him when he says her name. She doesn't piece together a theological mystery. She doesn't recall the prophecies of scripture like a model Sunday school student. She doesn't dazzle anyone with her grasp of the apostles' creed. She simply hears her name and she knows that Jesus has returned. She hears a voice that only one person can have and she knows that God has triumphed over death and the grave. Mary leaves the garden and proclaims, I have seen the Lord. And through her witness, we are empowered to look death in the eye, to peer into the open tomb, to gather at the scenes of tragedy and loss, and give, pro- and give witness to the promise of the resurrection the resurrection of Jesus, and new life for us. Today we celebrate the fullness of God's presence in this world and beyond. And we do this by singing joyfully and shouting Alleluia and coming to the table for this Easter feast, proclaiming the saving death of our risen Lord, and we sing Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And we trust that with God's help, our faith will be deepened and our spirits will be renewed into belief. We come today not because our faith is sufficient or because we have this Easter thing completely figured out, but we come because we long to be filled with the one who gives us new life. So now, with a little help from chatbot Dr. Seuss, this final paragraph is produced. I wrote that part myself. (laughs) May Christ bless us, Easter morning bright, with new life's promise pure and light. His word life-giving refresh our soul as he speaks our names with love's sweet toll. Like Mary, empowered with joy we shout, the good news we'll share without a doubt. We have seen the Lord, we'll proudly say, proclaiming his glory this Easter day. This Easter morn, let's praise his name. With joyful hearts, we will proclaim. May Christ's blessings fill us high and low as we journey with him wherever we go. Amen.